What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast for Monday, April 26, 2021. And I am Chip, I'm your host, and thank you so much for listening today. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for joining us as well. If you'd like to share our podcast, you can find us over on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. If you'd like to watch us, you can watch us over on YouTube at Gridiron Fantasy Football. So please do me a favor, hit subscribe, support the show, so you don't miss any more episodes. And on today's episode, we're going to continue with this series. I started a couple weeks ago, how it started, how it ended. Today, I'm going to be doing the running back position. You know, this is going to be one of the crucial series I do just because it gives you a good insight on where players were drafted, their average, you know, draft position compared to where they they ended. And based on that, where you saw value and whatnot, because you probably saw a lot of value last year um, based on the running back position. So I want to go through that. And also, I'm going to go over some of the some draft stuff as well. You know, it's it's draft week and this really will determine kind of how the rankings shape up based on where the quarterbacks go and and whatnot. And then where the receivers running backs go based on that placement and how valuable they'll be in fantasy this year. But it's a really exciting you know week this week. And I'll have a first round recap on Friday. I'll probably record that Thursday night after the draft. But um, it's an exciting week. We're getting closer and closer to the NFL season starting with with OTAs and, and the training camp, all that just around the corner. So. I'm really excited uh, to see kind of what what happens in the draft. There's going to be a crap load of stuff that we're going to be. It's going to be unexpected, just like every single year. And and I'm all here for it. So, um, but before we you know get into some of that stuff, let's look at some of the news that took place um, last week and this week so far. And the biggest news last week came from Alex Smith. You know, he decided to retire after 16 seasons. And you know, honestly, he had a great career. Um, you know, he started off kind of slow. With the 49ers, but then I feel like when John Harbaugh came, the coach of the 49ers really kind of caused his career to go, you know, in the right direction. You know, you know, Colin Kaepernick came around and he lost his starting position, but went to Kansas City, had a you know a great career under Andy Reid. You know, then he goes over to Washington, and then you know you, you know the story there, but he breaks his ankle and had multiple surgeries, try to come back and play. Came back last year, one of the best football stories, you know, of my lifetime is seeing a guy like that come back, um, but. Unfortunately, he decided to retire, and you know a lot of that. I think that's a, that's a, that's a safe call. I mean, being a, you know in physical therapy and seeing these injuries firsthand, you know the fact that he was able to go back and play in the NFL is is a testament to him and his perseverance and his just his his drive and focus. But you know, I think it's the right call for him. Still in his mid thirties, he's gonna have a, a complete life after football, and it's good that he's he's looking at his health and his his quality of life afterwards. So good for him. So I, you know, hat off to Alex Smith in his career. And then last week we got the Cincinnati Bengals. They changed their uniforms. Um, I woke up that morning when I saw the, the reveal. Um, I didn't understand. I didn't see what the difference was in the uniforms. Um, but then going back to see what the uniforms look like compared to what they changed to, very subtle changes. I feel like I mean they, they changed the numbers. They they took some stuff off of the actual uniform itself that was so busy so they very they simplified the uniform i really like it um i think they're they're really cool surprised they didn't do anything with the helmet and change the helmet up but overall i think it was a, a good change very uh very subtle but i think it cleans up the uniforms a lot and on top of that people saw you know joe burrow so joe burrow um was posing for one of the pictures and his scar was was showing in one of the pictures and a lot of people were you know making comments about his scar and that you know, they need to, you know, do something about maybe draft another quarterback because it looked bad and all that. And I looked at the scar and it's he had some, he has some keloid scarring, which means that he has a thicker scar, which, 
you know, he had a multi-ligament surgery. We don't know exactly what was, you know, surgically repaired. We know they had his ACL repaired, but we don't know everything else that took place. But the thing is, you know, he's going to get the, the proper rehab. If he's not back to throw and doing some return to sports stuff now, he will be soon. And I'm sure he'll be fine. But seeing a, see a, seeing a scar of that, of that thickness or that, that length doesn't concern me, you know, based on what type of surgery we think he had. So overall, don't worry about Joe Burrow. I think he'll be fine. Um, and then the, uh, the Cleveland Browns exercise Baker Mayfield's fifth year option. You know, I do think this is a smart move. I think that they're not they're not in a position to go get somebody in the draft this year, right? They're too far back. And then if you look at what quarterbacks are coming out of college next season, there's really no better option than Baker Mayfield. Now, the Browns could trade for somebody. They could do something radical like that. But I do think that having Baker Mayfield back for a fifth year makes sense for him. I think that we saw he had a, you know, he had some some you know low moments last year, but overall I think if you look at what's coming out of the draft this year, what's coming out of the draft next year, keeping Baker Mayfield is the right call. Just why I think about Sam Darnold going to the Panthers. You know, it's it's one of those things where there's potential. They have the they have the skill set to be a good quarterback. Let's see what happens. You know, this would be Baker Mayfield's second season under, you know, that offense. Could be a lot better. And Sam Darnold's going to a whole completely new offense. So there might be some growing pains there, but I think overall. These are quarterbacks that have have the skill set to succeed. May not be to an elite level, but they have they'll have they'll be good quarterbacks. So I think that that's a good move on the Browns. Um, and then today on Monday, the Bucks have officially exercised Vita Vea's fifth year option. There, he's a defensive tackle out of Washington that has been a monster for us. You know, he has been he's been injured a lot, but when he is playing, you know, he's the reason why we have one of the number one you know rush defenses. So good to see that the Bucks are bringing him back for his fifth year. And then going kind of kind of the Ravens um, news here, Ravens head coach said that their Jim Harbaugh was saying that they want to try to get a wide receiver in the 2021 draft, which will make sense because they have, I mean, all right now they have Sammy Watkins and Hollywood Brown. Now kind of linking to that, the Falcons are taking calls about maybe trading Julio Jones. And I feel like the Ravens are the best spot for Julio Jones. I feel like that's a team that's there to win now. And I think that giving up what they need to give up to get Julio Jones makes sense. So I feel like I'm coupling that news with Julio Jones news because I feel like that looking at all the teams that need a wide receiver or could potentially, you know, go over the top because they have someone like Julio Jones. I feel like the Ravens are the best, best spot for him. And then Ian Rappaport had said the four ers are down to, and this is draft news talking about Al, you know, Alabama quarterback, Mac Jones and the North Dakota state quarterback, Trey Lance as at the number, you know, at the number three overall pick. Um, honestly, I, I don't know, understand why they made this trade because they didn't, they were not going to get able to get high enough to get Trevor Lawrence, right? And then, and then Wilson, right? So I don't understand why they're going to settle for these two quarterbacks. Now, this could be complete smoke screen. There could be someone completely different they want in this position. But generally, if you're going that high in the draft, you're trying to get yourself a quarterback. And honestly, there's been such weird, you know, weird conversations and like just, information about both Mac Jones and Trey Lance. You know, Trey Lance is more of a raw quarterback, you know, so maybe that's someone that they may draft, have Jimmy Garoppolo be the guy for a year or two and then bring on Trey Lance as as slowly as possible he gets acclimated to the game. But um yeah, it's just it's just interesting guys see like all the smoke screens. This is the next few days are gonna be interesting for the NFL because there's gonna be so many smoke screens. There's possibly gonna be trades that are gonna happen that we would never expect, but Overall, I mean, 
This is what it is. This is this is the fun part of the draft week. And then lastly, the NBC Sports Ruben Frank believes that the Eagles could select a running back in the second or third round of the draft, which is not good for Miles Sanders. That could take a massive hit on Miles Sanders' stock. You know, Miles Sanders has been, I think, one of these guys, one of these running backs that has so much potential to be an elite running back, but doesn't get the opportunity. You know, so that's the thing that frustrates me. Like I had Miles Sanders last year in one of my leagues, and it was hard to play him because Boston Scott got a lot of carries and they just wouldn't give him the opportunity to be the number one running back. So the fact that you're talking about that, they talked about last year too, and they didn't end up drafting anybody, but you still don't want to hear that news right now. And especially if it does happen, you know, obviously we have enough time to kind of figure out the rankings or where Miles Sanders will, will be and where his value will be. But I think that it's just frustrating to kind of see um, a, a potential elite running back, just not get the opportunity when teams talk about, you know, drafted somebody that already has a starting running back. And the whole thing with the Eagles in general, I was listening to the press conference with their head coach and Eagles. I don't think this guy, Eagles fans, I don't think this guy's going to get more than a year. Um, he was talking about rock, paper, rock, paper, scissors on competition and jeopardy and all this stuff. And I don't know, man, I, I just don't like the vibe I'm getting from this coach. And I hope you guys are not either because it just seems that he's way over his head. And I don't know. I just, I just feel like, the Eagles could be a, a real, lack of better term, a shit show this year. So we'll see. But um, overall, you know that's you know that's the you know that's the news and some news about the draft. And I would say this: I'm gonna give you one bold prediction, and I do think that um, you guys may hate me for this bold prediction, but I do believe that Trevor Lawrence will be the number one overall pick. I know it's I know it's it's a very very outrageous claim, but. I do think that this possibly will be um, the pick that the Jags take at number one overall. So, you know, just, you know, that's what, that's what I'm saying, but um, that is the news. And so for that being the case, let's go into some of the, let's talk about the running backs from last season. All right. So I'm going to talk about who, you know, I'm only going through one through 12. You know, these are the top 12 running backs. Generally, most leagues are 12 running backs or they're, they are, you know, 12 team, 12 team leagues. And so I want to go over the top 12 because, you know, generally after that, it's it's a hit or miss whoever you're going to draft. But as of right now, this or the last of last season, these were the 12 running backs taken overall. So you had Christian McCaffrey, one, Saquon Barkley, two. Uh, you had Zeke, three, Alvin Kamara, four, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, fifth. You had Derrick Henry, six, Dalvin Cook, seven, which is crazy to me. I, you know, now seeing that, that's doesn't. Does it make sense? But Joe Mixon, eight, Josh Jacobs, nine, Austin Eckler, 10. You had Miles Sanders, 11, and then you had Kenyon Drake overall at 12. So those were the top 12 running backs taking in the drafts last season. Now, if you look at how they ended or how they finished, now we, we know that there's, there was injuries that took place. Barkley got hurt. Christian McCaffrey got hurt. So yeah, there's going to be some, a lot of names on this list that are, are unfamiliar names because of that. But we had Alvin Kamara. He ended the season as the number one overall um, running back in fantasy last year behind Dalvin Cook. There was Dalvin Cook, and then there was Derrick Henry, David Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, Josh Jacobs. You had Zeke at nine, Kareem Hunt at 10, Nick Chubb at 11, and Mike Davis at, at 12. So obviously there's a, there's a few names on there that stick out a lot, right? So you got David Montgomery. He was the fourth overall running back last year that finished. Now this is in PPR leagues. He finished with 264.8 fancy points. Now this is based on your, on your scoring system. So if that, you know, it could be, you know, a little bit less or a little more, but um, 
that that is something that it, I would not guessed that that would have been the case because David Montgomery just didn't have the season that you thought. You know, he had a very good playoff push, right? He was he was a guy that I traded away or I traded for at the end of my season before the trade deadline because I did have James Robinson. I saw the playoff matchups that David Montgomery had, and I felt like that was the right decision to make. So David Montgomery was a guy that I I picked up. So David Montgomery being fourth overall was kind of a, a, a crazy stat for me. And then Jonathan Taylor, he was sixth overall. Um, you know, he had a very strong end of the season. So that makes, you know, you know, he had 11 touchdowns last year rushing. You know, he had another touchdown receiving. But, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor at six was was a definite value for anyone who drafted Jonathan Taylor. Same with James Robinson. So James Robinson, you know, he came in last year as an undrafted free agent. They The Jags had Rykel Armstead there. So he was supposed to be the the running back, but they got so they had Leonard Fournette. They let Leonard Fournette go. So Leonard Fournette goes and signs with the Bucks, goes and wins the Super Bowl, or whatever. But James, they saw what James Robinson had, and when Armstead got the COVID nineteen, and then he couldn't play the whole season, gave James Robinson the opportunity to be the starter, and he took majority of the snaps last year, and he had a very good season. He was the seventh overall, you know, running back in PPR. Now this is one of those things where, you know. He was a little higher than that, but he had a very tough outing at the at, you know at the end of the season. Had a very tough playoff matchup. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where James Robinson was not on nobody's radar until Armstead went down. I ended up picking up you know James Robinson on waivers. He got him for free. Um, so last year was a very good um, season for me when it comes to running backs and overall performance. Um, then you got Kareem Hunt. So Kareem Hunt was the twenty fifth twenty fifth overall running back off the board in the drafts last year. And he ended up being the running back 10 in PPR formats. That's crazy value to me. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that's in a very, very run heavy offense. Uh, you know, the Browns run, run the ball about 55% of the time. Um, based on the stats, like from last season, you got Kareem Hunt at 10. You had Nick Chubb at 11. Now Nick Chubb did miss, miss time because of a knee injury, but to have two running backs on the same team finish, you know, in the top 12 is, it's crazy. I mean, it goes back to like Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. You could have played both of them each game and got good fantasy points out of those two guys. So um, very crazy value from Kareem Hunt. And then lastly, the round up the, the round out the top 12 was Mike Davis. So Mike Davis took over for Christian McCaffrey and did phenomenal. I mean, the guy was obviously not the same as Christian McCaffrey, but he was able to give you fancy value. If you had to pick up Mike Davis off of waivers, um, with a fab budget, or whatever you were not disappointed. He was able to give you solid production, um, and you can't and you can't be and be mad about that. I mean, yeah, you lost Christian McCaffrey for the season, but you at least were able to get a good backup that produced in fantasy. Because if you if you had Saquon Barkley, you know there was people grabbing Deion Lewis, there was Wayne Gallman, all those guys that just didn't produce like Mike Davis did. So um, this is <clears throat> this is one of the reasons why you know like last year. Like I had Dalvin Cook and I drafted Alexander Madison. I actually overspent for him because we're in the auction league. And I didn't want to have that that headache if Dalvin Cook went down and have to have to blow all my fab budget on Alexander Madison. So I drafted Alexander Madison and I was able to plug him in when Dalvin Cook went down with the groin injury. So I think that overall, I mean, these are are smart, you know, smart things to do when you're drafting some of these guys that are very I won't quote unquote, not really, it's not really an injury prone type of term, but guys that have a history of injuries that uh, potentially could make or break your fantasy season if they go out for a long period of time. But 
Um, so those are the top 12 guys that that finished based on um, last year and and whatnot. Like I said, there's a lot of different names on this list compared to, you know, the, you know, based on what the eight with ADP was last year. And you look at right now, if you look at the consensus top 12 for PPR formats for running back right now, I mean, you got Christian. And I don't really, there's not much of, of this list that I really argue with. Um, you got Christian McCaffrey one, Barkley's two. Dalvin Cook is three. I would probably swap Barkley and Cook. Um, Alvin Kamara is at four. And Alvin Kamara to me, so I'm, I'll probably go more in depth with this when I do my rankings, but Alvin Kamara, he concerns me this year. Alvin Kamara is a, is a player that I love. He's my favorite player. You can see I have his helmet behind me here if you're watching on YouTube. And, um, you know, he, what concerns me is the fact that Taysom Hill is still on the, on the roster for the Saints. And they're not going to declare if Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill is a starter. Now, if Jameis Winston is the starter, I will have, you know, all my faith in Alvin Kamara. But if you look at what's going on, like it's hard to determine if Taysom Hill is is going to be the guy because if you look at the stats from last year, Taysom. So looking at Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara when he when it came to the running back position, Alvin Kamara had he had fifteen he had fifteen carries in the inside the five yard line. And he had 11 touchdowns. So that's phenomenal. That's a good conversion rate. But if you look at what he could have had, because Latavius Murray only had three three attempts with, uh, he had one touchdown. But if you look at Taysom Hill last year, Taysom Hill had, inside the five, he had nine attempts and he had six touchdowns. So think about how much better Alvin Kamara could have been if he got more carries inside the five. So that's my concern with Alvin Kamara this year when it comes to his rankings. I feel like this may be the year that Alvin Kamara has a little bit of a drop-off. And maybe his six-touchdown championship game would be the... Uh, I sell the cake for the people who won last year, but I'm just a little concerned about that. And you got Derrick Henry at five, Jonathan Taylor at six. You got Zeke at seven, Austin Eckler at eight, Aaron Jones at nine, Nick Chubb at 10. Then you got Joe Mixon at 11 and DeAndre Swift at 12. So this list so far, I mean, there's some changes I would make based on my own personal preference. Like I said, I'll have Dalvin Cook at two. I probably would switch Austin Eckler and Derrick Henry, especially if you're in PPR formats. If you're in a standard league, Derrick Henry at five is, is a, a good spot, but I love Austin Eckler. I think he's a beast. I think that from a PPR standpoint, I think he provides a little bit more than Derrick Henry. I, even though Derrick Henry has led the league in rushing the last couple of seasons, I do think that Austin Eckler has this potential to be, you know, a guy that could could potentially be a top five running back. And Derrick Henry, he's so game script dependent. He's not a pass catcher. He's not a natural pass catcher. So if the game script's not not in favor of the Tennessee Titans, then there's a potential that he could he could fall down a little bit and and not give you the value that at five that you would expect. But, um, you know, for me, like Joe Mixon and, and DeAndre Swift, I mean, if you look at some of the guys that are under, like under him, you know, if you look at, let's see, I would say that if there's a chance of anybody being in the top, I, I think Kareem Hunt has another chance to, to, to be in the top 12 again. You know, I mean, DeAndre Swift, they got Jamal Williams now in Detroit, so that makes me a little concerned. Not too, too concerned, but um, it could definitely hurt his upside. But that's you know that's that's the tw- top twelve ranking right now in in fantasy, and that's like that's what will change as the offseason goes on and on. But um, that's things you're gonna have things like you look at the draft last year, and you had Clyde edwards Hilaire at number five. Now I know the hype for him was was massive because he's going to a team that just won the Super Bowl, it's a high powered offense, and you think with him being the skill set that he has, it would fit perfectly with the with the Chiefs. But then you look at it, he was not very good at the goal line. He was not able to get, you know, a lot of goal line carries and touchdowns. So that's a little concerning. So, you know, there's going to be, and Kenyon Drake to me, I like Kenyon Drake. 
but I just felt like he was over. He was just overdrafted last year. Um, there wasn't a lot of sample size. He had he has spurts of good good games, but he hasn't done it for a full season. And that's the only thing with Kenyon Drake is that he got drafted so high. Like he was above. He got drafted above Nick Chubb, J- Aaron Jones. Those are two guys I definitely would have taken before Kenyon Drake in my own in my own preference in my own draft. But um, I do think overall, I think that you know when, it, when it's looking at looking at the rankings right now as they sit. I feel like the ranks are pretty solid, but that's not going to account for injury. That's not going to count for, you know, things that could happen, you know, through the offseason. Like Josh Jacobs, for instance, I mean, there's a possibility he could have some type of of suspension based on his his accent that he had early in the offseason. And that's why the Raiders went out and got Kenyon Drake. So you could see Kenyon Drake bump up a little bit if there's a obviously a a suspension for for uh, for Josh Jacobs. But now let's look at how these running backs finished after this last season, right? So, like I said, top 12 running backs that finished were Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, David Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Zeke, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and Mike Davis. Now, I'm going to let you know how many times they finished as a top 12 running back last season. You know, Alvin Kamara, he had 12, 12 weeks that he was a RB1. Dalvin Cook had 10. Derek Henry had eight. Dave Montgomery had six. Aaron Jones had four. John Taylor had five. James Robinson had seven. Josh Jacobs had four. Ezekiel Elliott had six. Cream Hunt had three. Nick Chubb had six. And then Mike Davis had five. And what's crazy to me is that Cream Hunt, you know, finishing top 10 overall and only having three games where he was an RB1 just shows that he was super consistent in my eyes and that. You know, he he just gave you value. He was a flex play for anybody last year that really needed, you know, f- you know, flex help and you're able to get, you know, Kareem Hunt. Now, if you were smart enough, if you had Nick Chubb, you probably had, you know, Kareem Hunt as well because Kareem Hunt would be the top guy to have, you know, to to help with Nick Chubb. I mean, that's what happened last year. You know, you had you said Nick Chubb went out. Kareem Hunt was a good transition, didn't really miss a beat, got the fancy production. Same as, you know, with, with Alexander Madison, when Dalvin Cook goes out, Alexander Madison tends to be the guy who has the, has the skill set to be able to give you not the same production, but at least close enough, like kind of, kind of like you, say, you look at what Christian McCaffrey, what is compared to like Mike Davis. I mean, obviously Christian McCaffrey is the most more talented running back, but you're still going to get, uh, you're, that's, they're not going to hurt you when it comes to what they're going to give you fancy wise. So, um, so just a good insight on, on some of this, because you're, every year we're going to see guys that are going to give you are going to give you a lot of a lot of value, and kind of looking at this list right now, that's you know outside of the top twelve, that's the consensus rankings. <clears throat> like I said, I can see Cam Akers being a guy that's going to be a potential being a good pickup. Um, J.K. Dobbins, you know he you know he you know Mark Ingram's not there anymore, so J.K. Dobbins could be a guy that could have some value. Um, David Montgomery, I think I think James Robinson will be over overdrafted because I did a I did a mock draft this this morning just kind of see where players are falling and I know this is all simulated this was on the sleeper app but uh, Christian McCaffrey went first I picked up Dalvin Cook second it was Alvin Kamara Derrick Henry Jonathan Taylor Saquon Barkley Nick Chubb and Ezekiel Elliott was the last running back taken in the first round now this was a my 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 own league is a ten team league so I, this this is a this was a uh, a 10 team PPR draft. What's crazy to me is that Jonathan Taylor went before Saquon Barkley. doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Then in, in the two on the swing around on the two, one, it was Josh Jacobs. Then you had Aaron Jones, 
James Robinson, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, the J.K. Dobbins rounded out the the second round. And then you have, like I was saying, John Andre Swift right now, the consensus ranking is as 12. Well, he was the 17th running back overall taken. So there's going to be a little bit of change. Obviously, going to be a lot of change happening in these mock drafts and whatnot. But it kind of gives you an idea as of right now where people value some of these running backs. And it looks like Austin Eckler would be another guy that gets kind of, as of right now, it looks like he'll be slept on because, you know, he's getting taken after James Robinson. Now I understand like Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs to me, with Kenyon Drake being there, I, Josh Jacobs would say it's a guy that I'm not going to draft because there's just, there's too much potential of him being, could be a possible suspension. Kenyon Drake, he's a capable running back. So uh, just interesting to kind of see see that take place. Another interesting thing was Tiger Kill was the number one wide receiver taken, but uh, and Patrick Holmes went in the second round again. And, you know, that this is what you're going to see. You're going to see guys that are going to be taken way early and, and just over overdrafted. But, you know, just a good indication kind of see what um, is happening right now as of as of April in mock drafts. And as of right now, that's kind of where, where things kind of laid. But And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and watching on YouTube. You know, don't forget to send all your fantasy football questions to chip at gridironfantasyfootball.com. You know, I'm here to answer any questions you have. If there's a particular series you want me to do or a particular video you want me to do, just let me know, and I'll try to make that work. But um, I'll leave that email down in the description as well. But, you know, I hope that, you know, you guys enjoy the draft this this week. I know for me, I know, you know, I'm hoping the Bucks get one of the top running backs. I don't think Harris will be there. That's the top guy that I want. But hopefully Etienne or or Williams will be there as well. But um, you know, it's nice. The Bucks right now are are in that position where they can take the best player available. They're not they're not going for need. Um, but I'm really excited about that. So hope you guys are excited about what your team's gonna do in the draft this year. Um, but thank you for listening today. So you know, like I said, please comment and share. Now in the next episode, I'll do the how start how ended with the wide wide receiver position. But I will do a, a, a first round reaction after the draft on Thursday night. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us over on Facebook and Twitter at the Great Iron Pod. You can find us over on Instagram at Great Iron Fantasy Football. So thank you for listening. That's it for today. And we'll see you all in the next episode. Peace.